This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 158. I am your host, Peter, the marathon runner, Nicolaitis, and joining me as always is my co-host, Adam, the not yet marathon runner, but frequent CrossFitter, Bell. How are you doing, Adam? Hey, Peter. Good to be here. How are you doing? Well, as we were talking about a little before we started recording, I'm, I'm having a good day. Let's just leave it at that for right now. We'll go, in, we'll go into some of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Well, as I, um, so as I subtly hinted. Now that you have a new title behind your name. Boom. Standing on top of the world <laughs> sorry i haven't warmed up my vocal cords that was really off key um no i'm feeling pretty good um as i not so subtly hinted did run and completed the uh, 33rd annual bay state marathon my first marathon that was fun. um my time was not as ho- as good as i had hoped but apparently that's a thing apparently like most people say that after they finish marathons so yep. okay fine um, four hours, 38 minutes, which based on the number of contestants put me in the top 83rd percentile, which is pretty good. Yeah. One <laughs> it said you had an average pace of uh, 10 minutes and 37 yep. seconds per mile, which yep. is pretty good pace. You know, I, I was hoping to average 10 minutes. Um, I did make two full on stops. Um, and, uh, so one earlier on, uh, my running buddy, Greg, and we stuck together for like the first 18 miles or so, mm-hmm. um, he had to stop. He had eaten something that did not agree with him that morning, mm-hmm. classic blunder of making a change on race day, tried uh-huh. something new. And, uh, so, so we lost a couple minutes there. And then, um, at around mile 18, he was starting to slow down. And I had, um, you know, struck up conversations with other folks along the way from time to time. And so I was starting to pull ahead with another guy. Coincidentally, the only other person I saw all day wearing minimalist shoes. <laughs> so Dave from Cambridge, shout out to you, buddy. Um, I would have stuck with him, but I stopped right after mile 20, a.k.a. the wall. Mm-hmm. And I waited for Greg to catch up. Um, and we talked it over and, you know, as we were going and as previously agreed upon, he had told me, you know, like three times, go, go ahead, go on. Mm -hmm. So he cut me loose. So I finished about eight minutes ahead of him. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I think I could have done 430 this Mm -hmm. time around had I, you know, had I applied. Um, I definitely lost a little bit of energy a couple of times when there were crowds, um, you know, because I was like, dude, this is great. You know, I love the cheers. So I put on a little bit of an extra burst of speed, which <laughs> in the long run does nothing. Um, <laughs> and I would also attack some hills, you know, going up them to try to get over them. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't, I think it was of questionable 
you know, benefit, you know, for those. Mm -hmm. So ego, ego got in the way a little bit, a little bit of uh, hair behavior where tortoise would have been just fine. (laughs) Um, I ate a lot. I ate like seven, I think a total of seven energy gels and a cliff or a six, six and a a cliff bar. So while I was out, I took in like 700 calories Mm -hmm. um, and drank plenty of water. The conditions were perfect. I came back and I was not drenched in sweat. Um, I was fairly well dehydrated, but no real muscle cramping. Like that's the big thing. I was afraid I was going to wake up in the middle of the night and my legs were going to be on fire and stuff Mm -hmm. did not happen. Um, but for the next two days coming downstairs was interesting. (laughs) Um, my left quad, the, the best way I could describe it to my friends from Krav Maga was, um, we do in, in Krav, we incorporate, um, Thai kickboxing and in Thai kickboxing, their signature attack is called the shin kick where you're mm-hmm. placing a kick using your shin to strike. Right. So unlike a karate style kick, you know, with the edge of the foot or the, or a pancreation, you know, with, with the flat of the foot or something like that, you're mm-hmm. actually impacting with the shin. Cause you know, it's the largest, one of the second largest bone in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that you do is, you know, you, you target your, uh, opponent's thighs and mm-hmm. that I've seen a number of times, like boss Rutten has, a, I think a few different videos where he won competitions by taking people out, by kicking him in the thigh, yeah. and knocking him down. Um, it felt like I had been absorbing shin kicks all freaking day. That's how <laughs> I felt. Um, and then for the first time, my right arch felt sore Mm -hmm. and normally i've had right stuff going on but it's usually been the instep and the achilles tendon as i've mentioned on the podcast since switching to minimalist shoes Mm -hmm. Uh, but this was the first time that the arch was showing any sort of sign of weakness or or whatnot Mm -hmm. so monday complete day of rest i did yoga i did a you know a rise and shine yoga class and that was it Mm -hmm. tuesday greg and i went out for a 5k recovery run it was fun and it was work. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday, I went out for a two mile recovery run and it was just work. Yeah. And then when I came back though, my right foot had limbered up enough and had gotten some more flexibility. So I was doing some stretches, you know, like planting and grounding into the balls of the feet and then just, you know, like bending so that to really, you know, like flex and really stretch out the arch. And I think that's where I overdid it. Because then I was having drinks with a friend later that night and I, you know, took my shoes while I'm walking around my house barefoot and she she looked at my foot and she's like, that doesn't look normal. And I looked and my foot was swollen up like a balloon. Oh, and I was like, (laughs) that's not, and I'm touching it and it's all squishy and like, ah, it's not supposed to do that. So the next, so I immediately started icing it and compressing it. And I, um, emailed my, or messaged my friend, Jamie, the next morning, he's a nurse, by you know, mm-hmm. by training. And, uh, he said, it's probably either a stress fracture fracture or soft tissue damage. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm leaning towards soft tissue because a, if it had been a stress fracture, I would think it would have happened during the marathon, probably not after and B it wouldn't have inflamed three days later. Right. Yeah. Plus I was 
actively like stretching the living bejesus out of the that arch trying to you know like after that run because i was like oh i finally have some mobility and flexibility and i yeah i think i just like really cranked it so um it's sore i've been resting it elevating it and um and icing it you've been ricing it I've been ricing it. Um, not as much compression, though. Jamie uh, advised me not to compress mm-hmm. after the incident, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was taking calls, uh, and this segues nicely into my second topic. Uh, I took my WebExes from the couch yesterday with the iPad Mini. There you go. Left, you know, foot elevated, wrapped in an ice pack, just so like, you know, like, mm-hmm, yep, that's pretty cool. So, oh, boy. Let me ask so, you yeah. a couple questions about the marathon before we talk about the mini. Boom. So you said mile 20, you hit the wall. The wall. What, what do you mean? So apparently mile 20 is where people break down. Like most commonly, mile 20 is known as the wall for marathoners. Um, and I even noticed like when we did our 18 mile run, I think I tweeted on it. Cause I had been tweeting every, every week as we went around, I just did the longest run of my life. I just did the longest run of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it was Dave Shackleford, uh, <clears throat> Shackleford. He's an infosec guru message and said, have you done your 20 miler yet? Um, because 20 is a thing. And even like, uh, in the Bay state, they have all the mile markers spray painted on the road mm-hmm. as you go around and mile 20, it's like mile 20 quote the wall. Um, cause I don't know what, what it is about it, but apparently that is the place in a lot of marathons where when runners get there, they just bonk completely run out of energy and, and fall. Yeah. So I don't know what magic significance that mile has, but you know, that's where I, I stopped and I, you know, I was texting Greg, I'm messaging him cause I had my Apple watch and I'm, you know, messaging him, telling him like, you know, I'll wait for you at 20. Or are you still there? I wasn't wearing my glasses and, you know, admittedly vision, vision gets a little blurry and foggy after you've been running 20 miles. So I couldn't mm-hmm. see him. Turns out he wasn't that far behind me, but I, I couldn't tell there were still yeah. plenty of other people there and I couldn't pick him out of the crowd. Um, but, uh, so yeah. Okay. So that's, so that's the wall. What, what else you got? <laughs> so how did you get over it? It wasn't a factor for me. It wasn't for no. me. Nothing magic happened at 20. Okay. Um, and it's probably cause one thing I did do differently was I was chowing down on plenty of sugar, you know, ch- cl- plenty of energy gels. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice cause I was tracking, um, that my heart rate was in the anaerobic zone, you know, mm-hmm. in the, or, you know, in the, like the one fifties range right. for pretty, you know, pretty significantly, you know, most of the, the, the race on average, I think it was like one fifty one or so, mm-hmm. um, which is above where I'd been training for most of the time. Cause we had mm-hmm. not been emphasizing speed and I had been, you know, emphasizing staying below the aerobic zone to, um, you know, to condition, condition basically to move the aerobic zone up, you know, so you operate below it, which, you know, is how you actually get better at it. But then we were going above where I normally train because given my age, I usually, my aerobic zone is um, like anywhere from 131 to 148 beats per minute. Mm -hmm. And so I was in the one fifties, but it did not feel like that much, you know, that different from our Mm -hmm. normal runs. It was longer. No question about that, (laughs) but it it didn't feel like this is a totally different game. So, you know, that aspect of the training seems to have worked, which is pretty cool. Cool. Yep. 
Well, I know, I mean, I've never done a marathon, uh, but I have done, um, a long CrossFit workout. Some, I mean, mm-hmm. some like the Memorial Murph, it may yep. take an hour to do yep. that. And there's a point in which you're like, I just, I, I cannot do another one. And I'm about halfway through. Yep. And there's, there's really like a hard mental exercise right there of like, okay, what's it going to take for me? I, I've just got to keep moving. I yep. can't stop, but I can't, and I can't quit. And I can't go any faster. What do I do? You yep. know, and and so you've got to what it whatever it is you personally have to figure out at that at your wall. How do you get over that? So and I think it's funny because you know they say you know running is eighty percent mental. Mm-hmm. And there's a podcast that I listen to, uh, which they say, you know, welcome to the 80-20 endurance podcast or something you know, where we believe running is 80% mental, 80% mental, and the other 20% is 80% mental. <laughs> so it's only 96% mental, right? Yeah. So I think that's pretty funny. Um, I have been subscribing to a lot of running podcasts recently, mm-hmm. and you know, I've added a bunch and I weed out a few of them that I just don't like, but the more I hear, the more the stories are the same. And it's kind of cool hearing like these people who are breaking world records and stuff, expressing mm-hmm. very similar thoughts and concerns and experiences to what I'm going through. Yeah. So I was just like, that's, that's kind of neat, you know? And, mm-hmm. but just knowing like we all go through this, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I did also, um, I just watched a couple of days ago, I think it's called Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a video, it's a full length movie. It's on YouTube mm-hmm. and it is the story of the 2011 Western States 100. It's a 100.2 mile cross country uh, ultra marathon mm-hmm. out in the Western States. And the names, it's so amazing because I've been hearing these names in podcasts and I have books by two of these people. And then suddenly, like, they're introducing all of the top candidates in this race. And it's like the Justice League has just come together. And I was like, <laughs> Hal Kerner, he's the guy whose ultramarathon guide I'm using. Yeah. You know? and, and Killian Jornet, he's the, he's the guy whose book I'm reading right now called Run mm-hmm. or Die. And Scott Jurek, he's the guy that everybody calls out, you know, is like crediting them for getting into ultra running and stuff. And mm-hmm. they're all here in the same place. I was like, this is cool. But that movie is really inspiring. Yeah, um, really well done. Out. And like I said, it's on YouTube. It's, it's free. It's like an hour and a half long or so. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. Even if you're not into running, um, it's got some, it's really cool, you know, inspiration just to see the way these people do. And they go into a little bit of the backstory of all of the, the leading candidates as well. And I forget the guy's name as the guy who did the very first one. It was a horse race, mm-hmm. um, but then his horse gave out. And so he's decided just to run the, 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 the race to finish it. And that became the race. And, uh-huh. um, and he's compete. I don't know if he's competed every time since then, um, but he's competed in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's really, it's a really cool, you know, cool movie. So especially for me though, it's just like, this is amazing. And <laughs> I have not yet signed up for it, but, um, once my foot heals, I'm going to start training again. And I am planning on, uh, an ultra, uh, trail run for my next nice. engagement. <laughs> and coincidentally, there's one 
in the Middlesex Fells Reservation, about a mile and a half from where I live in December. Ah. <laughs> What's really funny is it's the hardest trail. Uh. And Greg and I last in the summertime, we ran it one time. And by run, I ran, I mean, ran slash hike slash walked a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it's called the Skyline Trail and it circumnavigates the whole Middlesex Fells like in the hardest possible way everywhere so mm -hmm. wherever there's a steep incline that's where skyline goes and you know there are other trails that parallel it and that'll go like to the lower and there's a lot where it overlaps with them mm -hmm. um but skyline has sort of become synonymous with me and and greg as hills and hells hells yeah <laughs> and and so i'm starting to look around i'm like let me look for you know ultra marathons in massachusetts right because i'm looking i'm spending more time in vermont with my folks so there's that's prime mountain training mm -hmm. location up there right but i'm like what what else is nearby right and i look and i find there's literally one in the place where i train and, and trail run all the time like <laughs> right there oh my excuses just went away boom <laughs> so skyline though here's the thing how do you make that an ultra you do it four or five laps. <laughs> and it's funny because Greg and I took, I don't know how long when we did it that one time, but these mm -hmm. people, it's like, this is how you do it. You do, if you do four laps, it's the 32 version. And if you do five laps, it's the 40 mile version. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay. Uh -huh. So I'm not going to sign. Well, first off it's, it's registered. It's full already. And there are 120 people, um, you know, capped. And mm -hmm. it was funny because I showed it to Greg and his response was like, registrations are full. That means at least 120 people thought this was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun, though. Mm -hmm. I'm I, you know, no regrets. And I, I want to do it again. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you you, you, you set a goal and you, you did it. And uh you're successful. I, I, I did the <laughs> verb until I became the noun. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, if I if I never do a marathon, I'm, my friend Peter did. <laughs> That's marathoner by association. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I did do a half marathon with my wife. Uh, we walked it uh, to to support. Um, oh. Uh, what's her name's club uh rosanna rosanna dana um what's her name from saturday night live uh the comedian the black haired she was oh uh, uh, oh well I'll, I'll think of it here i got nothing <laughs> rosanna oh oh rosanna dana yeah uh the actor the come on adam gilda radner gilda, gilda radner, radner. So, so we did it with uh, gilda's club and uh it was we walked it half marathon and it took us three and a half hours to walk a half marathon and it was not fun and it was a hot day the weather was hot it wasn't fun and uh just walking, just standing for three and a half hours in the heat was hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I said like the, the, um, the weather, I, it 
could not have been better. It was, mm-hmm. it was perfect. And I was really concerned about that because the day before it was really hot and humid here mm-hmm. just the day before, uh, and w- which was funny because coincidentally the day before uh, October 17th was apparently the day that everyone at the yacht club, which abuts my land pulls their uh, boats out of the river. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is the like wet, let's winterize and they pull all the boats up into the parking lot. And so the entire um, road that I live on was just like full of SUVs and pickup trucks that were there, you know, bringing their trailers in and stuff mm-hmm. uh, to, to pull to, you know, to winterize, basically pull the boats out. And it's like in the high seventies and humid, which is like a little bit ironic, but <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but think like, Oh my goodness, tomorrow, Tomorrow I'm running. I hope the weather holds, but it started, it was like 54 degrees at the outset and it Mm -hmm. got into like the mid sixties. But again, the weather was perfect. I wasn't drenched in sweat. I didn't feel dehydrated. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was, I was very happy with the results. So very cool. Yep. All right. Oh, and we had a, and we had a party. That was another purchase that I bought. In addition to the iPad mini, Mm -hmm. I bought a little outdoor propane powered fire pit. All right. So a little campfire thing and uh, great investment, great little thing. You know, I had like nine people just gathered around hanging out, you know, with it, having pizzas and beers and all kinds of junk food, like all the junk food. I am still not today, but up until yesterday, I was still subsisting on largely party leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that was the other thing too. For the first time in my adult life after the race, I weighed in at a, that I can remember anyway, I weighed in under 150 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> I started the morning at 152 and change. Uh-huh. So I was pretty low to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, okay, yeah. I'm not trying to lose weight, but you know, it's like, Hey, that's water weight and fat that I'm burning off. So I'm cool <laughs> with that. So, so that was funny. Yeah. So you, so tell us about the Mac mini iPad mini iPad mini. I bought the iPad mini, the latest version. Um, now I had talked to you and I had mentioned that I was considering, so I have been waiting for the new MacBook airs. Um, and you know that I've been vacillating about buying a new MacBook and not buying one. I have a 2017 HP with a beefy core i7 processor and it's getting the job done. I like the iPad Air form factor because I love portability. Mm-hmm. But the fact is I'm not porting a lot these days. Mm-hmm. So I don't really need a portable. So, and, and also the, the camera on the, uh, the MacBook Airs is just inferior. So I wanted to wait for a better camera. Plus, it was the brand new first generation of the N1 processors. I wanted to give things a little time to shake out. And by the time most of my concerns had shaken out, it was in the, well, you could buy it now or you could wait for the new ones. So I had toyed with the idea of buying an iPad Pro and using it as a laptop replacement. Mm -hmm. Now, friend of the show, Scott Wilsey, believes he can do like everything you need to do, he can do on an iPad, right? For me, though, I generally am doing a remote desktop session to a Windows server or another desktop somewhere. So I theoretically, that iPad makes a perfectly good client for that. 
Mm-hmm. So I could get away with that. So I thought about that. But then I said, no, maybe I don't want to do that. And then the new iPad minis came out and I was like, okay, I don't want to use, if it's going to be a desktop replacement, I don't want it to be a tiny little, you know, or laptop this big, right? You know, Cause right. it's a tiny little, you know, form factor. Mm-hmm. And then after thinking about it and thinking about it, thinking about it, I just decided one day, you know what, I'm just going to buy it just to have an iPad. I was listening to one of my, uh, one of a podcast that I listened to. And the guy's like, I bought an iPad mini. I'm just so happy to have an iPad mini in my life again. <laughs> I was like, I know that feeling because I have, I've had two previous iPad minis and I just, I really like them. I like using them as a tablet, as a reader, as a simple little device. So I did buy it with the Apple pencil uh two second generation mm-hmm. um, i bought the pencil as a best buy open box so i got it cheap there and mm-hmm. since i'm still technically a student of champlain college i used my student discount to buy the ipad mini <laughs> and i was dragging my heels on it and i was gonna get it and then one day i was just like yes i just do it now and i paid nine dollars had it delivered to me same day got the ipad you know yeah. so i was like all right and i love it the um the handwriting recognition is amazing. I'm still learning the implementation though. Mm-hmm. Like you can write into any text entry field where you would yeah. normally have to type. You can write with the pencil in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still learning when it comes to like adding a new line or you know, a new paragraph marker and stuff. I'm still working on learning how that how that works. Mm-hmm. But the Apple pencil is really cool. Um, yeah. you know, the things in, and I was, um, I had an email, I had a support call with Sophos the other day and the guy was saying like, I'm not sure how this is set up. I don't, you know, and I, and I didn't have time to fire up Visio and break out a network diagram, mm-hmm. but using the pencil in the email client, I was able to just insert a sketch, just draw right into the mail client and just mm-hmm. boom, send it. So that's really cool. Um, so I really like it. Um, you know, typical Apple synchronizing your stuff from the iPhone to the iPad. I still have, I think I got this like 10 years ago, uh, a Canx mini Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah. Rechargeable, you know, USB B or a, whatever, you know, old mini USB Mm -hmm. mini micro USB, um, comes with its own magnetic case, which to which the keyboard sticks Mm -hmm. and it becomes a stand. So you just let the iPad lean right against it and yeah. it's almost the same form factor as the ipad mini so mm-hmm. you just stack the two together and hold them like this so the case becomes its own stand um i've used this thing for years it's great it's not as good as a full keyboard mm-hmm. but it, i can be way more efficient at typing on this than you know the on-screen keyboard oh yeah so so i really like this i've used this also with my iphone at times mm-hmm. and i had to like crank something out but i didn't want to do it in an rdp session i'll open up microsoft word on the iphone and just you know start typing away right um so i've been using that and oddly enough several days over the last couple of weeks I really have been using my iPad mini as a laptop replacement. <laughs> I have been working in a Citrix session, uh, doing remote desktop for the hospital and stuff, and mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. So there you go. You know, but when it comes to like sitting on the couch and reading or whatnot, I will take an iPad mini over a full size iPad any day. Okay. It's just, those are just, you know, I don't want to have to use two hands at all times. Mm-hmm. To you know, at all times when holding an iPad, and that's what I have to do with anything larger than the mini. Okay. So uh, no, I like it. Um, it fits in the pockets of my sweatpants. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it even fits in the back pockets of my jeans. Maybe that might be a bit of a stretch, um, but I can comfortably slide it in my, my sweatpants. And yes, I'm aware that it's there, but it's not super uncomfortably slapping around, you know, against right. my hip. So that's kind of cool. Um, the, uh, center stage feature that they introduced, I think about a year ago in the iPads is awesome. Um, so all these devices now have like super HD wide resolution cameras, right? Mm -hmm. So what Apple does is when you're looking at it, when you're on like a video call, either FaceTime or zoom or WebEx, you're really only using a small portion of the video resolution, right? Right. So what you'd be seeing on screen is actually like this, which means that when I move, they just track me within the entire range of the camera's view, which makes it look like a camera is actually swiveling around and following you. Mm-hmm. even though it's not the, the aperture of like where the camera is focusing just moves around and it's amazing. It's really cool. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that is pretty neat. You know, being able to just move around and have it like track me, like lean over to grab a cup of coffee and the camera swivels over to follow and stuff. It's like, <laughs> that's neat. Um, but in what in zooms and in WebEx is though, it's a little funny because it hasn't quite gotten, it's not perfect. What happens is it looks like sometimes like, it starts to zoom in on me. Yeah. And then it starts to zoom out again and I'm not moving. I'm just sitting still, (laughs) but it looks like I'm doing this. If you're watching the video, you would see me (laughs) zooming in and zooming out and stuff, which is really kind of funny. I'm like, no one said anything about it, but I'm looking at myself like, why am I getting close? I don't remember zooming (laughs) in. Okay. Oh, 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 we're going away now. Okay. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Well, AI, you know, AI, ML, DL, yada, 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 so <laughs> whatever. So anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the purchase. You know, I got the 64 gig entry level version, 500 bucks and the pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get the Apple care on the monthly uh, plan. So it's good for, well, you know, until I cancel it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm happy with it. I like it. We're good. Yeah. I, uh, I bought. I mean, because I've got the the iPad 12 Pro, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's and the biggest one, right? No, uh, I the it's 11, so it's okay. 11 Pro. I mean, it's 11 inch inside. 11 inch, got or, it. Not the 12.9. Not, yeah, not the 12.9. Yep. Yeah, the yep. 12 is just too big. I I had it. one of those. It's I had one big. of those as a hand me down from a client who was getting rid of it, and I toyed with the idea of keeping it for a while, but. If you're going to use it with a keyboard and a mouse as a laptop replacement, I think it's great, but it's so unwieldy. You know, I just cannot use that thing as a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. And you can use it like as a clipboard. Uh, You know, it's fine, but yeah, it's just too big. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I like mine and I do the same thing with the, with the pencil. My, the problem is my handwriting is really poor. Yep. Um, and so it has a hard time recognizing my handwriting. Yep. And I have to, I have to write so slowly and clearly, I might as well type it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's the thing is I'm kind of surprised that for me, it's really accurate. Even some like, and I can switch in the middle of a word from cursive to block script and stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I got it. Yeah. Um, you know, some obscure words it doesn't get, but like last night I wrote, Fluffernutter. 
<laughs> and it got it. It got the letters just right. And uh-huh. you know, the, the problem I have with it though, is like when I want to enter a new line mm-hmm. or if I like, if you have a relatively small text box and you start writing, mm-hmm. it's hard for me because I run out of space. So then I feel like I have to move back to the left and start writing again, but then it mm-hmm. thinks I want to start writing and inserting at the beginning of what I was typing. Yeah. I haven't figured that out just yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I need to go through and actually do like a real tutorial and just see what it is I'm missing. Cause there some way you can like double tap and drag and that makes like a text entry field for you to start writing into or something. Oh, okay. I've done it by accident a bunch of times and then I can't get out of it cause I don't know what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the and gestures you know to, and you know how to double tap to switch between two different things that you choose. Uh, like the eraser mode and stuff yeah, on the pen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. I think it's, it's really cool. And, um, and I do like, even when I turn off the, um, the recognition, the, the character recognition, and I'm just writing in sketches, I am using it as a notepad. So like when mm-hmm. I'm in my one-on-one meetings with my, you know, with my reports and stuff, I will mm-hmm. use it just to scribble notes down. So my rocket book notepad has taken a, a place on the shelf to it's in semi hiatus now for a little while. We'll see how yeah. long that lasts. Um, but I really do, um, you know, there is definitely something, and this is like science-based, like there's more of an engagement uh, stimulation of different parts of the brain when you're going through the process of writing mm-hmm. than when you're going through the process of typing. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure that's regardless. I was wondering like, is there something to do with you know paper? But you know, I don't think the medium matters as much as the act of, of doing that. So mm-hmm. I really do enjoy, you know, enjoy that. Well, cause that's, if I'm, if I'm brainstorming, if I'm yep. really trying to solve a problem or come up with an idea um, I do better writing it. And even if I'm writing on my iPad with that pencil, I mean, even though my hand, I, I just don't even try to do text recognition. I just go straight to notes yep. and start a note and I'll start writing what I write. And as I'm thinking, I'll end up rewriting what I wrote and, and correcting it and yep. underlining this and, you know, arrows. So like it helps me think and focus on yep new things and ideas and you know so it's definitely i mean you're tying your body and your brain together yeah exactly it's <laughs> there you go it's that mind body connection <laughs> yeah no it, it really is it's um and, and i think it's 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 pretty cool um I, I i like it i like it a lot and it just feels like more of a um a better experience uh but, um, you know, and also it's like, here's the thing too, is the, like pro tip, um, when you're interacting with other people, if they see you writing, they think you're paying attention to them. <laughs> if they see you typing, they think you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and frankly, let's be honest. Most of the time, if you're typing, you're probably not. Yeah. you're probably not paying attention. You're probably paying attention to something else, you know, updating your Instagram or Slack or whatnot. And we talked about that, about focus, about stopping multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little, just little saddened and not terribly surprised that I gave um, my, two of my analysts at the hospital a, a task to listen to uh, an interview from a few years ago with Cal Newport. He's the guy who wrote the book, Digital Minimalism. Mm-hmm. And he, there's this whole part on focus where he's talking about focus and how it's hard with distractions and all that. 
So I gave them a homework assignment, listen to the first 10 minutes. And then if you want, keep going or just skip ahead to an hour and in, you know, and, and give mm-hmm. me your thoughts and how this can, how you can incorporate this into our work. Mm-hmm. Neither of them got the, the subtext of stop multitasking. <laughs> and it drives me nuts because I have to remind them every single time. Cause when I don't, we go into meetings and it's like this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. you're not looking at the camera, you're not engaged. You're obviously typing, you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not cool. And I even remember like about a month ago, I came into my yoga class and I had forgotten my, um, my notes, my, my, my lesson plan at home. Mm-hmm. I left, I, I wrote it all out by hand, <laughs> left it on a post-it on my kitchen counter. Wow. So I get to the office and I'm like, you know, or get to the, to the yoga studio and it's about five minutes before class. And I'm standing there giving people, you know, some instructions and stuff. And I, you know, just looking up my lesson plan and I say to the class, I'm like, and just in case you're wondering, why is our teacher here looking at his phone in the studio? <laughs> because I forgot my lesson plan and I'm retrieving it right now. I will then transcribe it and I'll be right back. And one of my students says like, isn't it sad that I didn't think anything wrong of you looking at your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it is so, sad. So there you go. Um, but hey, <sighs> so I I do have a nifty that's not uh, an item, but a show. I also have a nifty that's not an item, but a show. <laughs> well, isn't that nifty? <laughs> that is nifty. You go first. <laughs> have you seen Only Murderers in the Building on Hulu? I have not. It's a Hulu original. It's got uh, Steve Martin. Martin Short and Selena Gomez are the the main characters. Uh, Step-in characters are Sting. Uh, The, not the Matthew Broderick, but the other actor in Producers. He's he's one of the characters in there. Uh, (laughs) Pause for a moment, please. I need to multitask. (laughs) I need a task switch. Open up my um, my Hulu app and oh look at that right there only it's the first thing right there only yeah. in the building I am adding it to my stuff <laughs> yep. which I think that adds is is Hulu my stuff the same as like a, a watch Wish list list yeah watch list yeah so okay so we watched we actually watched it almost in real time because they were uh, they were like four episodes in and then we started watching it, and then we had to wait week to week to watch it and it's really good and we're actually going to go see steve martin and martin short on uh sunday ne- sunday night like live live no kidding where are they where are they performing uh the, at the opry opry house cool <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah yeah i you know as i got uh, when i was younger i didn't really care for steve martin that much mm-hmm. um but um I think I've grown to appreciate his humor a little more over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say, when I was a kid, I thought that the three amigos was freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Steve Martin, Martin short and Oh, Chevy chase. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. 
So. Yeah. So, so that's, that's going to be good. So like I said, that's a good series. I enjoyed it. My, or Elizabeth and Alexia and I watched that series and that was fun. Uh, there is, cool. there's definite language. I mean, it's, I mean, language but, is becoming a thing these days. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, becoming, it, it has become a thing. Language is yeah. a thing. There's a thing called language. Why do you cuss all the time? What the blank are you talking about? What the blank are you talking about? Oh, I did. <laughs> I tell you. So one of the shows that I have been watching um, is on HBO. Um, it's called Titans. Mm-hmm. And it's based on the DC Comics uh, super team. They're like mm-hmm. the second tier Justice League. Yeah. Um, when they first started, they were the teen Titans. And mm-hmm. most of them were like the sidekicks to Justice League people. Yeah. So like Wonder Girl, Robin, kid flash etc <laughs> right um and then over time they've evolved and you know matured a little bit and stuff well the language has sure matured yeah. <laughs> because like so first season of titans was epic i was watching that and it it was violent right i'm not mm-hmm. no you know language a little bit a little bit of sexual content but nothing you know like the sexual content not so much right yeah and let's be honest. We all do it. So is it really that big? Of a, you know, yeah. We're disturbed by the language, but there was <laughs> one scene we get here. <laughs> yeah. Duh. But there was one scene where um, in my friend, Josh, who's a really bright guy in his words, I just watched Robin out Batman, Batman in a warehouse scene where he takes out like 20 thugs <laughs> and it was good. It was like, you know, like that's amazing. You know, uh-huh. this, the, the fight scene was really well done and the acting was good and the, you know, production direction was all really good. Mm-hmm. Second series, eh, not so much. Third season is just gone way downhill. And like every scene has an F-bomb. Yeah. And I've told, I told my friend, you know, Josh, I was just like, have you watched season three of Teen Blanking Titans yet? <laughs> because like i don't know who the blank thought this was a good idea but apparently the way you make a show successful these days is by having everyone say blank every blanking other blanking sentence <laughs> yeah. and he replies of blanking course they did <laughs> yeah. and I'm like and it's just so gratuitous uh-huh. you know like i can understand every now and then you let something slip out Mm-hmm. But there's like the one, one scene, like one guy is trying to tell the other guy, you know, like chin up, bro. You know, like, he's like yeah. oh, hey, Dick, chin effing up. <laughs> <laughs> Who the F says that? <laughs> you know, it's like, this is just so stupid. You so, don't know how to encourage my friend. <laughs> uh, you're effing right. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, but not just that though, but you know, I don't know if you've ever watched like the flash or any of the other or arrow that are in mm-hmm. on the WB or the CW in, in the, the arrow verse. Yeah. So that's another series of several um, DC, you know, TV shows in the same like universe and it's all teenage drama, you yeah. know, like everyone, like everyone ends up sleeping with someone, these people then, you know, and, and a couple of them, like, it's like these two keep on breaking up and getting back together, like every other episode. And it's uh-huh. just like Titans is b- devolving into that plus language mm-hmm. and the fight choreography. Like I like to watch 
good fight choreography. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like super realistic, but it has to be entertaining. And as somebody yeah. who like is kind of trained and, you know, has some kind of fighting skills, I appreciate this. Right. It went so far downhill in season three. <laughs> it's terrible. So like, dude, they messed with the formula and I don't know, maybe it messed back. It's just, it's, it's really bad. So an anti-recommendation, a not nifty is Titans season three. Um, But I do, I have a show as a recommendation. Uh, As I emailed you this morning, um, my teacher, my yin yoga and meditation teacher, Josh Mm -hmm. Summers, um, I subscribe to his monthly Sangha. So I'm a supporting member of his, um, like his website. So I get unlimited access to his live and recorded lectures and yoga classes. Uh-huh. Um, he also releases a lot of his, uh, his Buddhist uh, Dharma talks as podcasts for free. And he has just started a series on basic Vipassana instructions. And Vipassana is a style of meditation that he's taught. Um, And as you and I had started dabbling with that, but our schedules just didn't quite, you know, collide. um, I figured I would just refer you straight up to the master. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) you know, you can see what he's going. Now, I don't approach it the exact same way. But mm-hmm. to say that he's been a strong influence on my practice is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, this is what he does. Like, he is a trained, you know, full-time practicing, you know, yoga and meditation teacher, teacher of teachers, right? Yeah. Um, so, highly recommended. And I've put a link in the show notes to part one of this uh, series that just started a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're at all interested in meditation, check it out. If you're at all interested in meditation and yoga, highly recommend his podcast. And, you know, like if you're financially kind of strapped for as little as like five bucks a month, you can become a supporting member of his Sangha and get access mm-hmm. to all the, the, you know, the content there. So, that's pretty, pretty slick, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the, a secondary show that you might be interested in is the Hardy Boys. I used to read the books when I was a kid. Yes. And so I was kind of afraid, you know, they did the, well, the Archie comics, they did that. Oh, and it was, it was complete drama. I mean, it was Eddie like, Desper- Veronica. yeah, it was like uh, desperate housewives in, you know, teenage. Oh, what was that? Oh, so like teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. <laughs> so we were kind of where we gave it a shot. We're like, well, let's watch the Hardy boys. I think that might be uh, interesting. Uh, but I was like, well, you know, if it gets real campy and teenage drama and angst, we're out. Uh, and it, and it has been fun and, ha- and it has been, there's like a mystery and, you know, some of the Hardy boys stuff was uh, you know, it wasn't always practical, like uh, you know, just, completely fiction is like there was some non-fiction aspects of it that mm-hmm. you know, like there was magic this or that and you know it made it you know extra whatever un- extra unreal but it was kind of fun and so they've got kind of that element to it and it's uh it's not bad and there's no teenage drama but i can see i can see though if they start struggling for content they're going to you know use yeah, evolve to, oh, well, this boy's kind of interested in this girl, but he's got a boyfriend or she's got a boyfriend. And yeah. he, he could have a boyfriend, too, these days. It oh, is yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking so, of that, yeah. did you ever, sorry, um, uh, have we talked about Vikings? 
the series Vikings? I don't know that you and I have talked about it. Maybe we have. It originally, I think it, I think it started on Showtime, mm-hmm. so like the first six or seven seasons, and then um, Amazon picked it up. Yeah. Uh, again, like the first several seasons, like this is good. This is engaging. You know, good production value, good acting. A little bit of language, but you know, we're talking like you know, like Vikings a thousand some odd years ago. So you know, not like not no f bombs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a um, little little violent. You know, they mm-hmm. they do some pretty graphic depictions of Vikings, which you know, not the gentlest people on earth, right? <laughs> um, um, but I really enjoyed the first several seasons, and then suddenly, like, oh, they they well. Spoiler alert, if you want to watch Vikings, in one of the later seasons, the main character dies. Mm-hmm. And they shift the context to his sons. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they open up, that, that episode opens up, and it's all, okay, he's dead. So, you know, we're going to focus on the sons and his ex-wife. Ah. And her new wife. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they practice what looks a hell of a lot like Brazilian jiu-jitsu together. <laughs> and I was just like, dudes, this is where, and I even tweeted this. I remember watching, I'm like, oh, so season seven is when they jump the shark. Got it. <laughs> they jumped the shark. I'm like, dude, like, you know, let's take, let's take Ragnar's wife. Let's make her a lesbian and uh, they'll be working out together. But, you know, just, just swinging axes and stuff isn't practical. So let's make them do jujitsu and, you know, arm bars and kimuras and leg locks. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of here. I, and I struggled through it, you know, for like a season or two after that until I just finally said, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause they still, I still keep getting recommendations to, you know, like, Oh, you, you gotta finish watching this. I'm like, I don't think I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Thank good. Can good. I remove Thank this you. from my suggested series things? I, I I'm full. I think I've seen enough. <laughs> so, so yeah, another Vikings, the first several seasons really enjoyed it after that. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, on that note, um, I brought us in. You want to uh, bring us to a strong finish at the end of this marathon? Yep. And, and well, real quickly. So I was in DC uh this yes. this went this tuesday and i was riding in a car you know because of the time change and the flight and everything so i ate my breakfast well i ate my lunch at like 10 30 because of when my flight was going to go and i got to dc at like 1 30 and so i was kind of hungry then and i was in the back of this uh lift and the sun was in my face and i was somewhat hot and hungry. And so I was, my stomach was pretty upset about then, you know, not like seasick or, but I was pretty upset. And I was like, I think I'm going to meditate the rest of the way there. I'd be like, well, I'll just breathe. Let's just breathe. And it, I got all the way there. <laughs> Stop the problem. And yeah, <laughs> survived. Congratulations. I, survived. I didn't you die. Use, good use of your time too. If yeah. I do say so myself. <laughs> 
Um, one last parting thought too. Um, I am a huge proponent of and user of Signal, the Signal private messenger. Mm -hmm. uh, folks, if you don't know about Signal, it's signal.org, signal.org, secure messaging app. Um, I say the most secure messaging app for iPhones, Androids, Windows, Linux, Macintosh desktops. Get it. Drop WhatsApp, drop Facebook Messenger, drop Google Chat, drop anything. If you have any, ever, any sort of concern that you would want to keep anything private, use Signal, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and also Wikipedia uh, is another thing. Like, even if you don't know it, you're probably getting reference materials out of Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. um, it powers like Amazon search results. Uh, Wikipedia results are often at the top uh, of Google search results and stuff. So those are two nonprofit organizations to which I will be donating this year. Um, so just putting out there, listener, if you are at all, you know, if you're looking for something good, um, I'll also probably be donating again to the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, they do a lot to preserve our civil rights online and the more you know, the, the, the more gray hairs I get here in this beard, the more I start to appreciate the work they're doing. So um, just a, a little shameless plug for some organizations that could use the help. So, yeah, very um, cool. Yep. And with that, I now, turn it back to you one out. more time. Yeah. <laughs> so we do want you, we do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic, then you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. There's a form there, and if you fill it out, Peter and I will both get a copy of your question or comment. So, other than um, that, I think it's time we hit the big red, red button. button. <laughs> so, we, should, we should coordinate that next time so it's the <laughs> big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.